Dearly beloved in Christ, please pray with me. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you because you sent your only begotten Son to carry our sin to the cross and become our Savior. We pray that you will use us to witness and to invite others to follow Jesus, the world's only real hope. We pray in his holy name. Amen. We have John, who looks and says, Look, the Lamb of God. That's verse 29, John chapter 1. Now, sometimes we use microscopes. Sometimes we use telescopes. We use night vision goggles. We have all kinds of technology to help us see things that are too small or too far away or when it's too dark to see with the unaided eye. John saw something <coughs> that people with him would not see when the unaided human eye. He saw it because he had a prophet's vision. He had special vision given to him by God. He looked up and he saw the Lamb of God. The other people around saw a carpenter from Nazareth. That's what they saw, but John the Baptist saw the Lamb of God, the Messiah. Oh, think back to catechism. Back to catechism, three uses of the law. The curb, the mirror, and the guide. When we look at ourselves in the mirror of God's law, especially the Ten Commandments, we see clearly that we have sinned and disobeyed God many, many times. The law reminds us that we are all selfish, self-centered, and sinful people. Spend our time looking out for our own interests and taking care of our own welfare. If you have any misconceptions about that, that you're not bad, God's Holy Spirit will hold up that mirror of God's law and expose your delusion. Even when we are aware of our own sinfulness, we can still get it wrong. We can still look in three wrong directions. First thing we look, we look and say, well, I can fix this. I just won't do that anymore. And I won't sin anymore. Can't do that. It never works. First time we're confronted by our sin, how it offends God. We look at our sins and we dwell on them and we take that route that's so easy to feel helpless and overwhelmed by our sin. It's easy to think that we are just beyond his forgiveness. But God's forgiveness knows no limits or boundaries except the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, second, when we're confronted by our sinfulness, we draw and are drawn to look for hope in places where God does not tell us to look. Look in places where God does not show us to look. Some people even hope in the law. They hope in the law. Now, <laughs> how do you hope in the law? Then they try harder to keep the law, even add rules to God's law. This is what the Pharisees of Jesus' day did. They added rules to God's law. I think it was well over 300 rules that were supposed to keep them from even coming close to breaking God's law. One prime example, you study scripture and realize we're not quite sure how to pronounce that four-letter word we call the tetragrammatron because no one ever said it. And they didn't say it out of fear of speaking the word name of God. So even when it was in the Bible, they didn't say it. We lost the pronunciation. How insane, and yet it's true. They forbade certain eating certain kinds of meat, one of which would have included gnats. Can you imagine that? Who swallowed a gnat? These folks made it a rule that they had to strain their drinking water through gauze to be sure they didn't ever swallow a gnat. You see, the Pharisees carried the law to extremes as they worked to keep every part of God's law. Now there's a third direction you can take this. Often taken, take people, blind ourselves with denial. We harden our hearts, we reject the authority of God, Look at the world around you. How many people have rejected the authority of God? People do this. They reject God's word and law as they confront their sinfulness. These folks may follow certain rules. All, they may not commit murder. They may not run stoplights. Things like that, because there's consequences. But they deny God's authority in their lives. They deny God's authority. We need to look at Jesus and look to Jesus. When we face the reality of our sinfulness, God does not want us to focus on or look at only our sin. He wants, does not want us to look for false hope in the law or hope from false gods. There's no hope for salvation in the law. There's no joy in the law. The law makes us aware of our sin, but no one wants to be confronted by his or her shortcomings. But God does not want us to hide our heads in the sand and deny our sinfulness either. Instead, God wants us to look to Jesus alone for our forgiveness. When John the Baptist saw Jesus coming, he shouted, Look 
the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's very significant that John spoke those words that day. It was the day after the priests and Levites had asked him if he was the Christ. Asked him if he was the Christ. John didn't just deny that he was the Christ. He denied it with great vigor. He said, I am not worthy to unlatch his, to untie his shoe for us. I think King James says, unlatch the latchet of his sandal. John did not want to bring any glory to himself. He told everyone, I am not the Christ. Now, like many other Jews, John was waiting for the Messiah. He was familiar with the writings of the prophets, especially Isaiah 53, 6 and 7, which says, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. The Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, and yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. As a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Of course, is a messianic prophecy from Isaiah 53. John was looking for the coming Savior. He was, as he baptized in the Jordan River, God revealed the Chosen One, the Messiah, to John. John said, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. God had revealed this to John the Baptist. Then John gave his testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me. The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify, this is the Son of God. John 1, 32. As the Son of God, true man and true God, Jesus has done for us what we could never, ever do for ourselves. Because we are weakened by sin. We can never be that keep the cleansing forever. By his perfect obedience to the law and his atoning death, Jesus made it possible for our forgiveness. And by his blood, he purifies us from all sin. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes to all that Jesus has done for us and brings us out of the spiritual darkness where we were born. The Holy Gospel brings us into the spiritual light. The light of salvation. Through the waters of baptism, the Spirit brought us to the saving faith in Jesus Christ. Enable us to look to Christ alone for our salvation. We see Christ as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But we also see him as our personal Savior.
He isn't just that savior in the sky that is the savior of everybody. He's also each of our personal savior, one by one by one, personal savior, who took the punishment that we deserve. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes to the truth of God's word in the Bible so we can understand, know, and accept the word for the first time. The word that says that he would rather see us alive in him than dead in our sin. Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The book of Hebrews tells us, fix our eyes on Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Look to Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Thanks be to God that because of Jesus, we can look forward to eternal life in heaven. And now go out there, out that door, and tell somebody that needs to hear it. Just like John. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and heaven unto life everlasting. Amen.